If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside Sam Allen, filling in for TJ Rosine. Today, Sam, we've got a special episode as we're joined by John Sostick and his daughter, Callie, as we're here at the PGC Glacier Clinic in Chicago. And, and John, first of all, longtime listener of The Hustler, or of The Hustle, not The Hustler, sorry, of The Hardwood Hustle, which we appreciate that. All right. First and, time um, caller. <laughs> and then, uh, but here's the dynamic, okay, which, which got me. So John is here, and uh, he, he comes to all these clinics, and he takes it all in. And uh, it was different this year because he, he brought his family. So he's down here doing the clinic. His family's hanging out up in the hotel and kind of doing all that. But he was walking through the halls uh, with his daughter, who's 14 years old, eighth grader. And uh, we start chatting. And John coaches his daughter, okay. And, and there's a lot of people in that situation where the dad is coaching their son or daughter, and. I'm always intrigued. We started getting into some conversations in the hallway about that di- that dynamic and if the daughter likes it and all that. And listen, because knowing there's a lot of coaches that are in that situation, Sam, you may be in that situation soon. I've got you know one and one on the way, so right. I may be in that situation soon. I said, let's get together and let's talk about this. So first of all, John and Callie, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you all coming on. Thanks for having us. This is a privilege. This is an honor and a privilege. Awesome. It is our pleasure. Sam, what about what, what, what comes to mind when you think about the dynamic of like the dad coaching the daughter? Yeah, well, um, dad or mom coaching, you know, uh, daughter or son for that matter. You know, I've got so I've got eight and six year old boys. And I got a little twenty two month old girl, and I've so they've already nicknamed with a basketball nickname KG. KG, yeah, Katie Grace. We call her KG. But uh, you know, I, I've coached my sons in soccer and football now, and um, I was a fill in coach actually for football just a couple weeks ago, Adam. Uh, but yeah, soccer. I would, I would but, love to seen that. Yeah, and and <laughs> basketball on the court. So. But I've got I've got players I work with who's who have dads who are coaches, and the, the, I think the hard part I don't know where we want to jump off here, but I think one of the talking points is, as a dad, like when you're coaching your daughter or your son, when are you dad and when are you coach? You know, there's been times where I've had a player who they come off the floor and dad is not happy about something and he's getting on to and, and the kid breaks down and then he has to switch over to dad mode and you know and just be a dad at that moment so so john like i, I think that's a great place to start actually sam because i think that's the biggest dynamic right and, and how have you balanced that like how, how what has been your approach of balancing coach versus dad and switching the roles and going back and forth that that's that is the dynamic i think uh, for me, it's it's just always been to try to coach whatever I'm coaching, who I'm coaching, like like a dad. Um, I try to look at all of them like that. I think you have to unconditionally love them. You know, I I love this kid more than anything in the world, but there's a lot of times I don't like her, and I think that <laughs> I think that's like that with our players, and she'd probably say the same thing about me. Um, so it, it it becomes a dynamic, and I think over 
five years now we've only had one time where i had to look at you in front of everybody and say something would you say Definitely. And do you remember that? that? Obviously, you remember that moment. Like, yeah. what, what was that about? Uh, just goofing around, yeah. just constantly goofing around. Her and one other kid that you know. That you, just so, did you look at her in that moment as like a stern coach, like you're that's inappropriate, or is like the dad, like yeah, like and, that's unacceptable. That's and not how we do it in the Sostic family. It started. <laughs> it started to become contagious. It started to become contagious because then, you know, certain kids do it, and then the next kid does it, and then the next kid does it. So I knew I had to nip it in the butt, and I went right into dad mode. (laughs) And I think the challenging part, John, you tell me, is you want your child to be the model student, the model player, and so when they don't or they're goofing around like you're saying, and so you start to hold your own kid to a higher standard, and then sometimes I think, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I can say this from my coaching friends, is like then the Sometimes it can create animosity from the child because they feel like, well, you're being unfair or extra tough on me, and you don't do that to the other kids. And you really just, it's a tough dynamic. It's one you can't ignore because the dad and the coach, you're one and the same. The other kids are looking to you to say, well, are you giving um, preferential treatment to your own child? Sure. Other parents? Other parents? Other kids? You're on a high microscope. Yeah, it, it 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 is definitely tough, but you you the reward is so much greater. You yeah. know, getting to watch her grow as as a, a young person into a young lady, and being there every day with her, physical activity, seeing her in stressful environment, coaching her through it, talking her up, um, talking her friends up, solving problems with her and her friends all the time, every day. You, you said something interesting. You said you. You try to be like a dad to the other kids, so you're, which is something I just wrote down because I absolutely love that line. And you don't hear that re- responded in this conversation. You know, uh, coaches don't take it there, but I think that's where that, it has what, to go. A, what a great place to take it, right? Like, yeah, this is my daughter, but like all these, they're all my kids. These like, I, I love kids. them, right? Yeah. And and yes, this one happens to live with me, right? And mm. I'm responsible for their bills and clothing and all that. But like, I love all my kids. I think I even said that a couple of times in front of the girls. You know, the the only difference between her and you is she goes home with me. Yeah. And and I think I'll speak from my experience being a father. And even as my kids get older, I'm more aware how I coach kids and coaching them the way I'd want my own kids to be coached. Exactly, because that that was some of the reasons why I got into coaching. Yeah, uh, that was that was one of the main reasons. You just watch it, and if you don't think that they're a father figure, by the end of the game, if the coach is constantly focused on on the bad calls, look at the kids; they're focused on the bad calls. Was 100%. it really a bad call, or was it just not a call? Go, yeah, play, hundred percent. What's what's the rule? It's only a foul if the ref calls it. <laughs> my, all my kids know. Nicole, play. John, go back yeah. to year one, though, okay? So, I mean, at this point, you could consider... I was a horrible dad year one. Okay. Well, I, I mean, you could consider yourself, and Callie, trust me, we're going to put you on the hot seat here soon, uh, probably after the halftime talk. But, yeah. John, uh, it's okay, you're you're an experienced vet now, year five of coaching your yes. daughter. But year one, 
Like, was there? What was the transition? Like? Year one was such a nightmare. I had no clue what I was doing. From a coaching perspective, or from, in this father daughter, from or, all avenues. Okay. I mean, I couldn't. I, I was. I was a righty batting lefty. <laughs> I, you know, I was I was supposed to be shooting with the right side, and I was going off wrong feet. I I just didn't know how to teach. I didn't understand the game, the game situations. I didn't know how to communicate with the kids. But how have you changed as it relates to managing your your and coaching your daughter over oh, these five years? With you know, like Cali. Yeah, you know, like when you look back at year one, were you did you find yourself maybe? overextending the expectations in year one you know because it was your first time you wanted to make it clear to everybody listen i'm gonna hold it and now you've changed or you know did you do pretty well right out of the gate on that well she taught me a a very valuable lesson right away i think Mm -hmm. it was our second game was our second game with your finger yeah our second game in during warm-ups she jams her finger and uh it wasn't that swollen she's got tiny little fingers in fifth grade you know there was a couple other taller. She's taller. So there was a couple other taller girls on the other team. I'm, Callie, we need you. No, Dad, my finger hurts. Ca- Callie. All right, fine. Sit down. We're getting dogged on the boards. I turn and I look at her. I'm like, Callie, are you ready? You know, and everybody on the bench is looking at Callie. I'm like, Callie, we need you. She's like, yeah, I'm ready. She runs down the floor, gets a board, rips, turns, passes, and just looks at me shaking her hand the whole way. I got pissed. I take her out. I'm like, fine, you're done. Sit down. <laughs> it was broke. Uh, it was broke. So I think, thank God, that I learned that lesson right away maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was his way of saying, you know, hey, I, I really want you to work with kids. Yeah. But this is something that you have to learn right now. So learn from it. I don't know. I, I well, mean, we tell that story all the time. I think that's a common mistake. I mean, as you said it, I mean, I think I did that last week with a kid. Uh, you know, like, you know, as part of a coach believing there's more inside of a young person sure. than sometimes a young person But believe. But in this dynamic, though, John could have been sitting in the, the stands, right, and seeing that his daughter's hand's hurting and, and then be like, why would the coach put you back in? Like, so the coach puts him back in, puts her back in if it was some random coach, you know, and your finger's burning, then all of a sudden you're going home like – I can't believe he put, like, you told him it was hurt, right? And he still, like, went, like, I, I swear. You know, so, like, that may have been what you're wrestling with. And I'm I, guessing that, you know, yeah, the I'm dynamic. I'm real self-conscious about all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let, let's take a quick halftime break with our friends over at Team Snap. When we do, we're going to put Callie on the hot seat. Uh, but let's, uh, just for a second, let's take a quick break with our friends at Team Snap. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's communication tip of the episode. This week, coaches, I'd like to just throw out a question for you to reflect on. What's it like to be on the other side of your voice? It's a question you probably never have asked yourself before, but it is one that'll help you be self-aware through communication to make the necessary changes and adjustments that'll benefit your team and staff. What's it like to be on the other side of your voice? Powerful and convicting question, and one I just want to encourage you to think on as you go through your week. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com. If you're looking for a communication tool that will help get everything from your parents, players, and team, your schedule completely on the same page, it'll help you get organized. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app that is being used currently over 15 million people across the globe. All righty. So 
Listen, we are joined with John and Callie, father-daughter combination that uh, coaches middle school, Eisenhower Middle School here in Rockford, Illinois. And uh, five years, Callie, you've played for your dad. And, and I certainly want to get your perspective on this. First off, year one. So we're going back five years. Okay. Were you hesitant? Were you? Did you have reservations? Like, I don't want to play for my dad. Or were you? did you embrace it? Um, I kind of enjoyed it. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, I didn't know he's your dad. And I was like, yeah, he's my dad. Like, <laughs> it was kind of like, I enjoyed it because, you know, we would talk about, because it was my first year playing, so I didn't know very much. And so it was like a learning experience together. So it was pretty fun. Would he, does he carry the conversations over, like, into the house? And, like, is it basketball? Like, how many times over these years have you had to say, like, Dad, I don't want to talk basketball right now. Um, like, I'm done. Maybe once, but... Oh, that's it? That's pretty good. Yeah. I was expecting a lot more. It's like, <laughs> it's, he shows, like, me videos sometimes, and I enjoy the videos. Like, it's coaches practicing with their kids, and he's like, I want to run this next practice. And I'm like, okay, cool, you know? It's, it's John pointed play. to Sam Allen. Sounds like maybe some Sam Allen videos. Yeah. <laughs> There's there, your dad said something early, Callie, or Callie that uh, stuck out to me. And I, I think I've asked players that I've coached this, but I don't think I've asked um, somebody else like you this. He said, and you didn't say this in these words, but I heard Doug Collins say this one time, which is, I'm more concerned with you loving me tomorrow than liking me today. And you said something earlier about, you know, you understand some days you're not going to like me. Uh, when you hear that, like, I'm more, like, what's that mean to you? Does that resonate with you? Or do you understand um, that? I understand that because, like, you know, I'm always going to, like, make mistakes during practice, and I get that he's going to get frustrated at me from the coach and dad point of view. Like, there's always going to be, like, that difference from how he takes it in, like, his reaction to it. But from him treating us, like, all the same, it creates more of, like, a sisterhood. So everyone kind of acts that way. They're like, oh, we're going to, like, we just got mad at you, but we're going to be fine. You know, we're going to get through this. So It's almost like a collective bonding moment if coach is being yeah. tough and you're like, oh, we got to stay together as sisters. Yeah. Has there been moments where your teammates have chimed in because they felt one way or another that your dad's giving you, pref- you know, preferred treatment and stuff like that? No, he no. makes he makes me call him coach during practicing games. So that okay. way it's like sometimes like when I'm running down the court and I'm in the zone like I'm playing, I forget that he's my dad. <laughs> like <laughs> I like after the game I'll be like, "Oh wait, that's that's my dad." Cuz I'll see my mom walk over with her purse and she's ready to go. I'm like He's my ride home. <laughs> what a coach. This guy's got her zoned in. I need to get these motivational. So are you able to, do you see a difference between dad and coach? Are you able to identify when he's going into one mode, when he's going, like, is it two different personalities? Um, a little, yeah. Explain or try to. Okay. So like at home, he like, He's really laid back, so, like, he'll still be talking about basketball, but when he gets to practice, he's more zoned in and focused because that's, like, he gets right to the point. But when he's at home, he's more, like, he's laid back. He's like, oh, by the way, look at this. 
Oh, look at this. But when we're at practice, he's like, okay, let's go, let's go straight to this. John, here's a teaching opportunity potentially for you is, is your dad, do you, do you receive the messages better at home versus on the court? Like, like, is he a better teacher at home when he's kind of doing it slower and like kind of just more of a relaxer or when he's kind of, you know, intense and focused? Um, well, I kind of learn both ways. Sometimes it's more tense when I'm like, because when it's really important, I learn better when someone's more serious. But when we're at home and it's more relaxed, it's like, okay, I got time to figure this out. I can do it. But it for me, it's more of an independent thing because I learn better when I am independent and not dependent on other people to get it before I do so we can learn together. So when I'm independent, it's like, okay, I have time to do this. It's relaxed. So I think I learn better when it's at home. Interesting. Callie, what advice would you give your peers, you know, who have dads or moms as coaches, you know, because y'all seem to have a healthy relationship. Now, y'all could be fronting for the hardwood hustle, uh, but y'all seem to have a healthy relationship. What do you think allows y'all to uh, to be, you know, to have a successful coach-daughter relationship, father-daughter? Mm, um, <laughs> I guess it... For me, it's more like a patience thing because, like, when I see parents coaching from the sidelines for their kids, it's kind of like, okay, this is really annoying. But they're kind of a – those parents are coaches at home too. Mm -hmm. So you have to be, like, more patient with them so that way they get it across their mind, like, okay, now I need to go back into the dad mode. I need to focus more Mm -hmm. on parent mode. So – Sometimes I just have to be calm with him and just get get back to dad mode. Yeah. So tell me about the car ride homes. Oh, okay. It all it all depends on the game. <laughs> yeah, I know. So let's say it's a not so pleasant game. The outcome didn't turn out well. Your personal performance wasn't that great. A lot of frustration all the way around. Usually the frustration comes from me. It's never him. Because I'm always complaining about whether the refs didn't call something that was so bogus. And, like, everyone was complaining about it on the sidelines. But he's always like, look, if the ref didn't call it, the ref didn't call it. It's not a foul. You know, it's not, it's not important if the ref doesn't call it. And he's always telling us next play. Like, always focus on the next play. So it's – I. I get even more frustrated, but then I'm like, okay, just listen, you know, just keep that in mind for the next game. So, John, I am so impressed, right, with your daughter, first off. Like, just, I know, me too. I mean, it's really oh, unbelievable. Wow. And I'm also impressed that you have such courage, John, to sit here and let her answer these unfiltered answers about. <laughs> how you are at home and how you are in the car or ride home and all that stuff, right? Because she could put you out there on some of this stuff, but, but you clearly do the right thing, and, and you're, you've been doing a great job. It's pretty evident. This is going to be your last year you play for your dad. Yes. Right, as you go to high school. So let's talk about that new dynamic, right? Now you've got a – you go back into dad mode from the stands, right? But yet your dad mode is from a different perspective because you've helped develop this player, right? Like – if she's not following the habits you try to create, like you have a little bit more clout to speak on that. How do you envision your transition first, Callie, playing for a new coach? And then, John, like how do you envision your dynamic switching from coach now into back into dad? I think that playing with the new coach is going to be, I don't know, it's 
going to be harder for me because it is an adjustment. Like, he's never not been my coach other than one season. So, and even then, he's, like, giving me pointers. But, I don't know, he's friends with the new coach, so I feel like he's still going to be, like, involved. But <laughs> it'll be it'll be not better, but, like, a more learning experience. Okay. So. So John, right what about you? Yeah, what about you? Could you tell there? It's going to be different. It's yeah. going to be weird for me. Uh, to be 100% honest and transparent, I'm, I'm nervous about my next learning and growth experience as a father and coach. Uh, so, so to sit there and to watch, and it might be something I don't agree with. I'm not at practice. I don't know. You know what I mean? So all the things that I've told parents and all the things that I've told my kids – through the years now i'm gonna have to sit there and whisper it to myself to get through those moments Mm, but live it out yeah i mean you gotta let them go gotta let them go i mean she's gotta go she's gotta play she's gotta learn how to play with different personalities different terminology different teaching different everything it's life john i'm curious that curious this kelly you sound like you enjoy basketball you enjoy playing one did you always enjoy playing and two john like let's say Callie, you can answer that if you've always enjoyed playing, but what would have happened if she didn't enjoy playing? Like, would it have been tougher for you to coach, you know, like where you felt like you maybe be pulling it out of her, right, and she didn't want to do it? And, you know, have you always enjoyed playing, though? Um, when I first started, it was that frustration of I can't do this, but knowing that I will someday, but you're still not there, you mm. know? So it was learning but also like knowing that you're not there yet but then there's always that one thing in your head that's like but you're gonna get there mm. so it'll good. be okay. good mindset good mindset mm. like would it have been tough like to go through this process if she didn't really like basketball uh we wouldn't have like, gone through it together if she okay. didn't like basketball no good. we would have done something else i mean uh I don't care if it's underwater basket weaving. I would have been in the stands with a sign. You know, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I would still be coaching, you know. Uh, even now, after we finished our season, I went back and took a group of kids that will be coming to my middle school next year, coaching them in elementary. But what was great is I had some of my eighth-grade girls come in and run the practices with me. Mm. And it was really cool to see them use some of the terminology that they would roll their eyes at me for you know <laughs> some of the stuff that you pounded into them just said the same thing over and over and over they were saying it to the kids so it was like uh, did that sink in so yeah. i'm i'm not afraid to let them go but yet i am so so, so go ahead sam no i was just saying this is really good insight i think into for listeners into like the dynamics of the the daughter father coach dynamics and uh you know, the one thing I would say too, like as you transition now into dad role, pure dad role, it's one of those things too. I don't know if you you know how you're going to do it until you get in there. Yeah, you know, I'm like you. I pre I, I preach all the time to parents of the kids I coach, like just be dad, just be mom, enjoy it. Let me do my job, let me coach, and guess what? Then I, I have to go out and live that out with my own kids. <laughs> have it's to, tough. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you got to live out what you say. And I'm not even. To, I mean, they're eight and six. You know, like I'm not living and dying. But as they get older, I would imagine. And that gets tougher but just really good insight and Callie like you're very articulate mm-hmm. very well done yeah I mean I, th- I think you both have a great perspective and a great approach and you've handled it really well based on everything you know we hear as we wrap up John 
what have you been most proud of? As a dad or a coach, I'll let you choose which hat you want to put on on this. But of Callie and those five years of coaching her and, and you know, the growth that you've seen and the development you've seen. Her relentless positive attitude. Hmm. Uh, just a, a leader. She, she just always wants to do the right thing. And it, it's easy for me to get inspired hmm. to come back and, and keep going when I have this one. That I, I know. You know, I, I know. Because she's always doing it. She believes it. She lives it. So it's hard when I start slipping out of it. I'm like, there, there it is, there it is. <laughs> like the graph that you did today. Yeah. That was wonderful. That, that was something that I related to when cool. you were doing that graph. Callie, it, it last, it's your last year, right? Like, yeah. Is there a parting word for your dad, for your coach? Like, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This isn't the end. But uh, yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> It's been a good experience, though, for you, Callie. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Good, good. So, listen, appreciate both of you coming on and um, kind of being transparent, right, and vulnerable at the same time, you know, very vulnerable. Uh, to kind of share a bit, and to Sam's point, a lot of good insight, right? And I know there's some things that I've taken away, and if I ever get the opportunity to coach my daughter, John, I, I hope I coach her in a similar fashion as you did with Callie, just because I can tell that that was a healthy dynamic, right? So I appreciate the insight you shared from me if the, if, if the time comes in my life. So thank you so much. Appreciate both of you. Listen, I am Adam. He is Sam Allen. Together, we are the Harwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out.